Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Everyone says, how great the chasm that lay between us how high the mountain i could not climb in desperation i turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night get our hearts like that oh man thank you Parker and uh, I was telling him his mother's doing well she's in heaven and she's with the Lord and we just thank God for that done got me crying and I can't even see my scripture here uh, just thank you and praise you uh, turn with me to 2nd Timothy 2nd Timothy and uh, and he's talking about that being our church of the future it is our church and and I was thinking as these young people were singing today and taking part in our services, uh, what a blessing that is that we can see that and see our young people uh, standing up and doing things that uh, a lot of us adults are afraid to get up and ashamed to get up. But uh, we just thank our Lord for uh, those uh, young people that are doing that work and uh, the work that they're doing. This being Mother's Day, it's a very special day. And I think of Mother's Day, uh, very special, and my mom, I've been gone now almost two years, and, uh, and I miss her. And I miss the prayers that my mom prayed for me because I always knew, always knew that my mom was praying for me. And it's a very special day. It's sad, like Parker. Uh, We'll be there one of these days, and we'll be there together and worship together, and boy, what a meeting that's going to be. And I think about our nation and the condition that our nation is in today, and on Mother's Day, uh, how special it is that we celebrate and we thank our mothers for uh, what they've done and what they've sacrificed for us. And then my mind goes back to the millions and millions of babies that's been aborted in a Christian nation that's supposed to be a nation that's under God. And for the millions of babies that have been aborted, that's millions, that's a mother with each one of them that didn't care about that child, that would let a daughter or a doctor slaughter that baby and take a pure innocent baby's life and my heart breaks and our country our nation our state of Tennessee they're trying to get these heart bills uh, heartbeat bills passed to where they cannot perform an abortion after they can detect a heartbeat and our leaders that we have elected and put in office are fighting against that and wanting to allow more babies to be aborted. It's heartbreaking. 
And I wonder how God feels and how long God will let it last and how long it will go on. And sometimes I think we as the church have really failed in standing up. When Roe versus Wade first started, it's just like when the prior was taken out of the schools, the church stood silently by and didn't say anything, and we see where we're at today and what is happening. And it's like the group was talking, I think we're going to have to pray harder. Uh, we're going to have to take a stand because there's nothing no more pure and no more innocent than a little baby. And on this Mother's Day, uh, a lot of these people that are fighting to, uh, for abortion, uh, they're probably celebrating Mother's Day with their mother. But stop and think about all those babies that will be aborted. And someday that woman will come to the point that I think she'll realize what she has done. God will forgive her for that. But let's just pray for our country and pray harder for our country and our leaders, our nation, our state, and our town right here. And let's live a life that would be pleasing unto God that he would be proud of. In 2 Timothy, uh, we'll look for just a moment this morning, uh, Paul was writing to Timothy and thanking him for uh, his faith and the things that he had and he says there in 2 Timothy, the first chapter, verses 1 through 5. 2 Timothy, the first chapter, verses 1 through 5. And let me say thanks to all of you that are here with your mother this morning. Uh, thank you. Maybe if you normally are not in our services with us, you go to another church or something. Uh, we appreciate you being here with your mother and supporting her this morning. In 2 Timothy, the first chapter, starting in verse 1. It says, Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the, name com the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for mastership, let, uh, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. And so he's talking about that, striving uh, lawfully for that. And, and we thank uh, the Lord for that. Now, I was in the second chapter on that, and I want to go back now to the first chapter. And let's look at the first chapter of where Paul is talking to Timothy here, that first chapter, verses 1 through 5. Paul, an apostle to Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God who I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. And there we are talking about prayer. We've sang about prayer this morning. And Paul says he has memory of that and not ceasing of praying for him night and day. 
And he says, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of the te thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfringed faith that is in thee, which dwelleth first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. So he is talking about that faith that Paul and the Timothy has and that faith that he's got in Timothy and the faith that Timothy has. And he's talking about that teaching and that love that came from his grandmother and his mother and that came right on down to him. And, and I see these young people standing up here. Uh, that starts at home. Uh, we teach our young people at home. And we look at mothers and the mothers teaching their children. Uh, I see mothers. Uh, I go back to my grandmother uh, cooking in the kitchen. I mean, she was cooking on a wood stove. And it was hot in the kitchen. And, and teaching the kids, you know, how to cook. And it was very important that we teach them that. And then Paul is talking about another teaching here of faith and things that uh, in God and in that and I remember the mothers uh, I've heard a lot of mothers say that they would sit in that rocking chair and and they would not go to bed till every child was at home and in the bed they was praying for them uh, I remember a lady that uh, went to church at Harris Chapel and that lady was a prayer warrior and, and she prayed and prayed for people and she was faithful in that and I remember uh, that uh, when she passed away, uh, my heart was saddened because she was such a great prayer warrior. But what hurt me so bad was that there's not going to be anybody else now praying for those people. Who's going to pick up the, uh, the, the baton, you might say, and carry on with that prayer life? Who's going to pick up and continue to pray for those families uh, that are in need uh, when they go out? We look at our young people, uh, these young people that are growing up. I remember when I was here before, uh, these were just little bitty fellers and uh, ladies, just small. And now they're growing up into their adulthood and their responsibility and taking on those responsibilities and teaching their children. And being raised on a farm, I look at uh, motherhood and I think of growing up uh, with my mother teaching me, my grandmother teaching me. But in the animals itself, how those animals uh, would protect their little ones and nature was in there, that the nature was put into them to protect their little ones. I remember going out to gather the eggs and, and you go by and maybe there's an old hen that had sat and she had a bunch of chickens. You didn't mess with her little chickens because, boy, I'll tell you, she'd get on you in a hurry. Uh, I remember an old sow there that had some pigs. Uh, you didn't mess with her little ones. One of those little ones squealed, and brother, she was on you in a heartbeat. And so God put that nature to protect the young people, uh, their young ones, uh, their little ones, and to bring them up, and to, uh, and to bring them up and teach them. And so we'd learn lessons from their wildlife and things like that, that uh, as a mother you protect, and you take care of those, and you teach those. And we just want to go through and look at a few mothers in the Bible. Bible here this morning uh, that uh, maybe we can look back on. I look at Moses' mother. The uh, children of Israel was in Egypt and they was in bondage and, and the bondage was getting harder. The labor was getting harder uh, and, and the king there that didn't know Joseph, if you go back, that uh, the one that didn't know Joseph, he put more burdens upon the children of Israel. 
And we see then how that they took some of those out and and when they were starting to kill the young uh, male babies uh, and how that God was looking over those. And we look at Moses' mother. Uh, she loved her son dearly and she took that mother or that son and she, uh, and she could not stand to see that one taken so she hid him. And then we know how that uh, Pharaoh's uh, daughter found uh, little Moses in the basket there and then how she got someone to go... Uh, to raise that child. Well, God had it planned out already. He had uh, uh, Moses' mother already lined up, and so that's the one that they went to God, uh, not knowing. But how she taught Moses. Now, Moses was raised in Pharaoh's house, and he was taught those things. But then his mother was there raising him and teaching him the ways of God. And we know that in Hebrews it talks about that when Moses became of age, instead of uh, enjoying the pleasures of life, he chose to suffer affliction with his children. And so it was that teaching. I look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that got down to a far country and was taken into bondage and they refused to eat the king's meat that had been offered to idols. They refused to drink the king's wine. They refused to eat the food and they just says bring us green beans and they had that faith and that trust in God and then when it come to the point that uh excuse me, they were to bow down to an idol god. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not bow down to an idol god. Did that just happen in their life? No, it was teaching uh, that they had got from their parents at a young age, and then they was taken into bondage. Proverbs says, train up a child, and when it's old, it will not uh, it'll return to those things. It will not depart from those ways. So you've got to train a child in the right way. That's just like us reading the Scripture. We've got to read the Scripture. And, and when we go witness to somebody, then the Holy Spirit begins to bring that uh, Scripture back to us. And if we never read it or we never study it, it can't bring it back to us. So the mother teaches that child, train that child in the way that it should go. And, and we teach them those ways. And it's always there. It's in that mind. And I remember going out and doing things that I shouldn't be doing as a teenager. And boy, I remember, boy, you know, what do you think about? You know, mom and dad, they're not going to be happy with this. And I, I read about uh, uh, some girls. This girl was raised at home. She was taught the ways of God, and she was taught the way to live. And when she got into college, they was all going to a party. And they was trying to get this young girl to go to this party with them. And she said, I can't go. And they just kept on insisting that she would go. And she said, I cannot go. And she said, I'm just not going with you. And somebody said, well, what's the matter? Are you afraid of your mama and daddy? Uh, afraid of what they'll do to you? And she says, no. I'm afraid if I go that I will hurt my mom and dad. Not my mom and dad hurting me. They taught me. And she said, if I go, I might do something that would hurt them. And so we need that kind of mentality in our life that, that we remember that teaching. Uh, I remember things, I still remember things that my mom and my dad taught me. And so we look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and 
uh, uh, Moses here, the teaching that they had. They remembered that teaching. We go on to Samuel's mother, uh, Hannah. Hannah was uh, uh, barren. She didn't have any children. And Hannah wanted a child so bad. Uh, and she, she just wanted a man child so bad. And she got so burdened because she wanted this. And she went to Eli the priest there uh, into the temple. And she began to pray. And she was praying so hard uh, that Eli thought that she was drunk. It come to the point that, that she was just sitting there and her lips wouldn't move. And it said he marked her lips. And, and he said, why are you drinking so early? Uh, you know, uh, and she said, I'm not drunk, my Lord. She said, I'm burdened. I want a man-child so bad. And a lot of times we think that we've got to pray out loud or we've got to holler to get God's attention. Hannah was just praying in her heart there uh, that she wanted a man-child so bad. And she says, if God will give me that man-child, then I will give him back to the Lord. And we know how that goes, that the Lord blessed her and gave her that child. And then when she weaned that child, we don't know what age it was, but when she weaned that child, what did she do? She took it back to the house of God. How many of us would have just said, Lord, I'll, I'll keep it till it's 20. Uh, Lord, I'll keep it till it's maybe uh, 25 or 30. Uh, uh, but Lord, uh, just let me, uh, let's, let's leave it here for a while. But she made God a promise. She taught Samuel the ways of God. Samuel is the one that actually finished the job that Samson started. Samson never did finish his job. Uh, and, and Samuel is the one that, that took over and was the one that, that finished those jobs. He was a man of God uh, that was uh, faithful to God. And so we look at how that mother's teaching and God being with him and her praying for him, she took him uh, to the temple and left him there at a young age. We look at another young woman that uh, we read about in Matthew and Mark and Luke by the name of Mary. It was a young woman, that uh, young woman, young virgin woman that had been taught the ways of God from her childhood up. And this woman was so pure and so clean that she was chosen by God to be the mother of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and give birth to him. Now just think about that. Man, that was something uh, that God chose that woman. And every young lady, every young woman ought to live a life that would be a life like Mary lived, that, that God to look at them and say, you're something special uh, and I want to use you and, and use you in training and, and different areas of life. And so we see how that, that she raised Jesus Christ the Savior. He was the creator of this world. And there was things that Mary didn't understand. There was things that Mary, when Jesus was doing those things, and, and, and she knew that, that he was the Son of God. But we see how then, as it lifetime went on, his life went on, uh, then when Mary had to see him uh, there on the cross to die for the sins of the world. It was a mother that had that love and had that compassion. And we go on, and we want to look at a few other women in the Bible today. There's not all... They were not all good. <clears throat> you can go into Mark, the sixth chapter, and it talks about King Herod. King Herod was living with his brother's wife, and John the Baptist had told him that that was unlawful and he shouldn't be doing that, and they didn't like that. Herodias, his wife, did not like it. And so there was a time when she threw a big party for King Herod. It was his birthday. 
And in that birthday, she brought her daughter out, and she danced for King Herod. Now, I want you to just stop and picture this morning the probably the dance that this young lady done. It wasn't one that you would want to see on the stage up here this morning, I don't think, because she danced a dance that King Herod was so excited that he offered her up to the half of his kingdom just for that dance that she had done. Herodias already had a plan in mind. She knew that this was excite King Herod. She was teaching her daughter here now. She was teaching her. She didn't know what to ask for. So she go back to her mother, Herodias, and she said, what do I ask for? He said, I will give you up to the half of my kingdom. She said, you just go back and ask him for the head of John the Baptist. Oh, she hated John the Baptist because he preached and he said that you're living in sin. But that mother said, you go back and ask for the head of John the Baptist. Now, Herod had not opened his mouth and it was too late. And so he called for the head of John the Baptist to be brought on a, on a platter. Teaching like that, we see people that are teaching a totally different thing than I was brought up under. We see people today that are teaching their children the ways of the world. And then we wonder uh, why they go off and do the things that they do. We wonder why they turn out the way they do. It's hard enough for our children to go into the colleges and to go into the schools and things uh, and live a life that would be pleasing unto God because of the pressure that's put on them. But they've got to be grounded in faith and having that faith and believing that God is going to take care of them. And so we look at this. Uh, mothers, uh, grandmothers, great-grandmothers are great examples unto uh, our children and our youth today. And, and I think you have a responsibility just like that, uh, that uh, old hen that's got those chickens there. Don't mess with my, don't mess with my chickens. I'm going to get in your hair. Uh, and so when the world starts messing with our children, we need to get back with them. Now, I know that uh, we see things and we've opened up things and, uh, and on our TVs and things today that come into our house. And we wouldn't let a stranger come into our house. We wouldn't let a stranger come in and strip off their clothes uh, in our house. We wouldn't let a stranger come into our house and use filthy language. But we allow our children to watch these things on TV. That stranger has come into our house, and we've accepted that. And I know I've heard people talk about preachers that used to preach on TV all the time years ago, years ago. Uh, and they'd say that's all they had to preach about was the TV. But we've allowed that stranger to come into our house and to teach our kids. There's kids that are totally babysitted with the TV. Uh, and they can get into programs. Listen, they know more about getting into these things than we do. And they know how to do it. And they know how to uh, get through these things. But we have allowed a stranger to come into our house and to teach our kids. Now, somebody just saying, Preacher, you've gone plumb off the deep end. That's okay. Our world has gone off the deep end, and it's going down real quick. Our nation is going off real quick. We have got to get back to the old paths of God, to the old paths. Now, I know some of you are, uh, this is probably saying, get rid of him. 
but our children, it's just not, as that young boy come forward this morning, they're not our church of tomorrow. They're our church today. They're our church today. And we've got to train them and teach them the ways of God. I thank God for my mother and my grandmothers that I had. Oh, they were strict. I've got many a whooping because I said something I shouldn't have said. I've done something I shouldn't have done. And I will never forget those whippings that I got. Especially when mom made me go out and get the limb myself and bring it back. And she used it on me. And I remember the time that, you remember the fly swatters, the metal fly swatters that had the little plastic thing on the end? I remember I'd done something I shouldn't do one time. And my mom started whooping me. The plastic come off the end. And I thought I was going to die. She didn't quit. Just that wire. I mean, she whooped the part of me, but I never done it again. She done it with love. There's times that God, our Heavenly Father, has to get a hold of us and give us a good whooping because we get out of line. And it hurts. But I thank God for that whooping because he wouldn't whoop somebody that's not a child of his. I don't go over here and whip somebody else's child. I whip my child. God will not whip somebody if they're not a child of his. And so when he gives you that spanking, that lets you know that you're a child of his and he loves you. So when we look at mothers today and we look at this <coughs> and we celebrate Mother's Day, if your mother is living, be sure you let her know that you love her because you will never know. Uh, this, this lady, I met a nurse when uh, my uh, brother was in the hospital in Nashville years ago. Uh, she was a little bitty thing, and uh, boy, she was real active, and uh, uh, she was just like Speedy Gonzella. She just bouncing off the walls. And she got to telling us about uh, her mother and uh, the things that her mother did. Uh, and she said, I'd get in the cabinets, and I'd hide from my mom. And uh, said, I'd She'd just be hollering and looking everywhere for me. And she said, I'd just be sitting in there laughing and giggling and carrying on. And she said, I was just real mischievous. And she went on to talk about the things that she'd done and how mean she was. And then she got pregnant. She was married, got pregnant, and had twins. And she said, my mom disliked. And she said, what's the funny? And she said, you're going to pay twice for what you've done for me, what you've done to me. <laughs> the mother's love. And she said, she said, I really did. She said, I paid for that double because of what I'd done for my mom. But mother's love. And we've all, we're mischievous. We, all of us are. We've done things. Uh, and we've been mischievous and got into things that we shouldn't have. But in this service today, I just want us to think about moms and how important it is. And how important our moms are. And I know we're living in a different world than what I grew up in, and some of you that are older than I am or more mature uh, uh, had harder times. But, <coughs> excuse me, uh, let's just always be appreciative to our moms. You never, you never pay for your own raising till you raise one of your own. And when you raise a child of your own, then you pay for that raising. Mothers have a great responsibility. 
Mothers are, I think, the backbone of this nation. Because you look at, you go back and you study history, and some of the greatest men that's ever been in this United States, you go back and find out uh, the history of their mother. They had praying mothers. Praying mothers that took them to church. Praying mothers that taught them the right way. Praying mothers that lived a life in front of their children. They didn't say, do as I do, or uh, you do this or do that, don't do as I do, but do as I say do. They lived that life. They set that example. So mothers always remember, and dads also, you're setting the example by the life that you live in front of them every day. Bring them to church. Raise them up. Teach them the ways of God. Be faithful to our Creator and to our God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then we can stand and sing like this young man did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I know this message has been scattered today, but I think back of the way that our nation is going and the mothers that could take a little baby or go to an abortion clinic and let them take a little baby and murder it. I thank God that we still have mothers that are faithful and true. Thank God that you'll never have to stand. Thank God that you'll never have that on your heart. Thank God that you'll never have to wonder what that little one would look like, what it would have been. Thank God for mothers today that still love and care, that raise their children and teach them the right way. If you're here this morning and a teenager, I think it would be good because you're, you're, you're growing up into adulthood and that you just might come this morning and ask God to be with you and strengthen you and help you and lead you in the right way as a mother. There's so many things that, 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 that we're going to face, that they're going to face out there when they go out into life and when they go off to college. And see, we're losing so many of our young people today. It's a large percentage that once they go off to these colleges, they never come back to their church again. And we're losing them because they're taught the ways of the world and they're putting pressure on them to go the ways of the world and not the ways of God. Whatever your need is this morning, I just leave this invitation open. I want you to stand and ask Brother Cecil to come and give us a hymn of invitation this morning. And once again, I feel like that I've rambled all over the place this morning but didn't really get my message across. And I just want to thank God for our mothers and for what they mean to us. And while we're singing this hymn of invitation this morning, if your mother is here would you just put your arm around her and let her know that you love her? And if there's somebody else that's not your mother that's very important to you, that's maybe sitting somewhere else in the church, that's, that's been a mother figure to you that you appreciate, would you just go to them this morning and just put your arm around them and thank them for being the mother that they was? Won't we sing that? 